0: So our passage today is Matthew 20 verses 17 to 28. Now Jesus was going up to Jerusalem and on the way he took the twelve aside and said to them, We are going up to Jerusalem and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and the teachers of the law. They'll condemn him to death and will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified. On the third day he'll be raised to life. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and, kneeling down, asked a favour of him. What is it you want? he asked. She said, Grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said to them. Can you drink the cup I'm going to drink? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink from my cup, but to sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they've been prepared by my Father. When the ten heard about this, they were indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their high officials exercise authority over them? Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Now, as we know, there will be more than a few tensions in the royal family at the moment after Harry and Meghan's tell-all interview with Oprah last night. But really, much of the issue has come about through a confusion about the concept of service. Because when Harry and Meghan announced Megxit, eventually the Queen declared that in stepping away from the work of the royal family, it was, I quote the Queen, not possible for them to continue with the responsibilities and duties that come with a life of public service. And then Harry and Meghan, I think it was just a few hours later, hit back with their comment that, I quote, we can all live a life of service. Service is universal. But here's the problem. Service is not universal. Far from it. I mean, the mother of Zebedee's sons, who uh, were James and John, shows us that. Uh, Jesus, she says, uh, to Jesus, she says, grant my two sons places on your right and left in your kingdom. She's saying, I want them to be in positions of prestige and power, like a sort of typical ambitious tiger mom. And quite... Uh, frankly, without showing my royal colours too much and whilst having huge, huge sympathy with some of the ways it sounds like Meghan and Harry were treated uh, in the sort of few moments of watching the news this morning about their interview, uh, doing mega money-making deals with Netflix and Spotify doesn't seem to sort of be an amazing example of service either. But there we go. But, you know, then me being a bit indignant about Harry and Meghan is absolutely showing that I am totally no better than Harry and Meghan themselves because, you know, the rest of the disciples of Jesus. They were indignant with James and John and the rest of the disciples had to be called into line by Jesus just as much as James and John were. You see there are so many different ways of failing to be people characterised by service and we're all included in that. Whether it's resentment of others who have it better than us, whether it's being status seekers, whether it's a desire for money or popularity or just personal comfort, what it shows us all is that service is not universal because we don't naturally serve too often we are just like those in verse 25 lording over lording it over others exercising authority looking to climb up some ladder or other so service is not universal, but secondly, what we do see is that Jesus is the perfect example of service. Look at what he says again, verse 25. It says, Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. In the Queen's Christmas Day speech a few years ago now, she quoted verse 28. In fact, she often quotes this verse. She said this on that Christmas Day. She said, This is the time of year when we remember that God sent his only Son to serve, not to be served. He restored love and service to the centre of our lives in the person of Jesus Christ. You see, the Queen says that she finds Jesus her perfect example of service. And why? Well, because Jesus is the king who rules, not just over England like the queen does, but Jesus is the king who rules over the entire universe. And yet Jesus was prepared to come to earth to serve rather than be served. And I don't know about you, but I find those four words at the start of verse 26 that Jesus says, they are such a challenge to you and me. Jesus simply says, you'll see those four words. He says, not so with you. Not so with you. When we're tempted to lord it over others, when we're tempted to want to be served, Jesus says, not so with you. And he gives himself as the perfect example of service. But perhaps what we all need to remember is, bottom line is, not actually so much that we are servants of Christ, as in impressively godly as it sounds to be a servant of Christ, actually far more fundamentally, far more bottom line, is the truth that, my third point today, Jesus is our servant. Jesus is our servant. He came to serve us. He gave his life in our service as he died on the cross. That's what the end of verse 28 tells us, as he gave his life as a ransom for many. And he did that because without his death, we would have no hope you and i we were spiritually bankrupt a thousand times over we couldn't drink the cup that jesus drank on the cross because it was the cup of god's wrath for our very own sins but jesus christ he died to pay our sins he died to pay the ransom price for us for the many us who were enslaved in our sin and so we serve jesus today and we serve him today just as a very very inadequate way of saying thank you lord jesus for your loving service of me. Shall we pray? Jesus, we thank you for your loving service of us, ultimately through going to the cross to die for us, to give your life as a ransom for many. And Jesus, we praise you for that. We praise you that you too are our perfect example of service. And Lord Jesus, we pray that you would help each one of us uh, to be hearing those words of yours, not so with you, And to not be those who are looking to be served, to not be those who are looking to uh, lord it over others, but rather to be those who are ready to serve, following your example, saying thank you, Lord Jesus, for your loving service of us. Amen. This morning on HTC Daily, we prayed together that the missing girl, Sarah Everard, would be found and we prayed for the police investigation. Then we went on to pray after Jago talked to us about service that we um, would model Christ's service in our lives as well and look to him before praying for schools going back today. And we prayed for teachers and we also prayed for our parish school, Macaulay, who this term have a counselor to help with children's poor mental health, which HTC is helping to fund and support. So we prayed into that as well. See you soon on HTC Daily.